Welcome to the Let's Talk Podcast. It's an honor to have you with us today. My name is Chris Root. As we pull up scripture and have an amazing conversation together, I hope that this podcast will encourage and impact you in your life in a mighty way. So what you say, head on over. Let's talk. Here we go. Welcome to the Let's Talk Podcast. My name is Chris Root. Welcome back for another awesome podcast. As always, hopefully you guys' day is going amazing and you have an even better week. For those of you that are new, welcome to the Let's Talk family. Here on this podcast, we share about scripture, just positive, inspirational news, something that would impact you, hopefully in a in a mighty way. And, you know, God is has allowed me to have this, and this is me stepping out of my comfort zone. You know, when you step out of your comfort zone, I believe great things will happen, especially when God's in charge. And and I thank you for joining us here today. For those of you that seen, we are going to go ahead and get right into it. Um, we're going to talk about good news. Come on now, we all should be super happy about this one. This should go out to the whole world right now with, with how chaos and some crazy stuff's been going on. But you know what? There is good news. I'm here today to let you know that it's okay. There's good news. How many of you guys... Uh, have ever been to the mall or I know you get them telemarketing calls. No, not just the one about your extended car warranty, but how about the ones that, Hey, congratulations. You want to get away, you know, and uh, me and my friends, we used to, you know, as teenagers used to do go out to the mall for those that are even still open now. And we would go out to the mall and we would walk around and spend money we didn't have. And, you know, just, just walk around and then admire stuff in the stores. We wish we did have. And, there would always be like these fancy cars in the middle of the walkway, real shiny and nice, or or maybe a, a billboard that says you could win a house, right? Or you could win a trip. And you go in, you fill out your information, which means you're going to get a bunch of spam in the mail, but but you still fill it out because you hope that there's a chance there that you may be able to get that. Well, imagine that you fill that out and you received a call and, and all, lo and behold, congratulations, you won a trip. You want an all-paid trip, no ties, just a, a trip, no, no, no scam, no games. Just you officially won a trip. You would not believe it, right? No, this wasn't a family member calling you with drama or negativity. No, this wasn't a bill collector, <laughs> and no, this wasn't some spam. Vote for this person or that person or extended car warranty. It was actually good news for the first time in a while. What did you do next? I tell you what people do is I see it all over. They put on social media, they call all their friends and family, they tell everybody, they're at the store getting groceries and that poor kid at the at the line just waiting to get off work and all of a sudden you, he hears about your trip that you won and your vacation that you won and you know it makes him a little jealous but you you tell the whole world because you get excited when you hear good news. Well, I want to tell you guys today about the good news and tell you guys and explain to you guys that we need to be sharing good news. Um he said, the last time that we met, we actually talked about the purpose of the church. Jesus' desire to work miracles through the church as the church goes out into the world to boldly declare his message. See, today, like I said, we're going to talk about exactly what was that message. What is the good news? You know, we talked about last time about it's important that we are the church. We are the church. And we go out and we share the good news and we love people and we tell them how awesome Jesus is and the amazing things. And we have a testimony and we tell them how awesome and the things that God has done for us. You see, as Jesus continued to move through the Jewish community, preaching, teaching, and working miracles, the religious leaders of his day became increasingly antagonistic towards him. They continually challenged him in his authority and his messages. 
Do they challenge Jesus because he claimed to be the son of God? Beyond that, though, they challenged him because they wanted a Messiah who preached about overthrowing Rome and restoring freedom to Israel. But Jesus, however, listen here, he preached about denying yourself, picking up your cross, and following him. Pick up your cross and follow him. Some of y'all should be saying amen right now. See, Jesus professed many times that as the Messiah, he had to suffer, die, and rise from the dead to fulfill his purpose. See, his, his detractors, they didn't like anything he had to say, but neither did his followers. See, he told his followers that not only would you take up your cross, take up his cross, but yet they would need to take up their crosses as well. Hmm. You talk about, <laughs> you talk about, you know, calling it out right there. Not only do they need to take up, you know, worship God and take up the, they need to take up their own cross as well. See, it reads here in Matthew 16, 24. We're going to go to that real quick here. It says, Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Think about it. Jesus was telling them that you would need to accept death sentence. You would need to accept, accept a death sentence if you're going to follow me. See, although that may have been difficult to hear, and it is true, we're all walking in spiritual death, and the only way that we can find spiritual life is to die out to our own will. See, the bad news is that, that we have failed God over and over by missing the mark of what he desired for us. But the good news, see, though, though that Jesus Christ has paved the way for us to find redemption. He has paved the way for us to find redemption. We're going to go ahead and go to um, Colossians 2, verses 13 through 14. Um, it says here in verse 13, it says, And you, being dead in your sins, and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, to, it took, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. See, Jesus Christ was the gospel that was to be preached. His death, burial, and resurrection is the good news that provides hope to all who would choose to follow after him. See, through his sacrifice, the guilt of our sin is removed, and we are set free from the penalty of sin. I don't know about you guys, but that right there, that sounds like some pretty good news. How many of you all have ever had a flat tire? You know what I mean? Like a, a flat tire, it could be you're driving on a highway or you get out and you get you're running late for work. You go outside, you start the car, and all of a sudden you hear boom, 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 boom. You know, oh no, there it is. Well, luckily, some people would have in the back of the car, they would have a can of fix a flat, which mechanics hate. Just letting you guys know if you didn't know that. <laughs> um, but they would have fix a flat and they would go in there and they would fill it up or they would go to the nearest gas station and fill up that tire and try to get some more air in it. And then they would drive and they were like, huh, okay, the light didn't come on. I think I'm good. They would drive in a little bit, light come back on, get some more air in the tire, drive down the road a little bit more. Don't worry, I'll get that fixed eventually. Just put some more air in the tire. Then all of a sudden, boom, it explodes, right? Well, what was the problem? Well, the thing is, is you had a temporary fix, but yet the, the actual thing that created the issue, which was the nail that was in the tire that was slowly leaking, but it was still creating a flat tire, was still there. The problem was never taken care of. It was just a temporary fix. You know, it's wonderful, though, that Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection set us free from the penalty of our sin. But yet the problem is that we are still human. We still struggle to do the right thing. We need more than forgiveness of uh, we need we need more than forgiveness of past sins. But yet we also need a way to overcome the temptation to sin presently. Thankfully, though, Jesus has given us the Holy Ghost, which gives us the authority over the power of sin in our lives. 
I want to go ahead and go to Colossians 3, um, chapter 3, verse 10. We're going to go to that here real quick. And it says here, um, it says, And have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. See, we must remember, though, that Jesus' purpose, the good news that he brought to us, you see, it was not just his ability to forgive our sins yesterday, but also the power to set forth a new future for us. We are renewed by his spirit. How about that? We are renewed by his spirit. I don't know about you, but that sounds like some pretty good news as well, don't it? Amen. Some of you may may have heard and seen in the news about um, Maui, about the fires that are going on there. And that, that you may I don't know when you're going to hear this episode. It could be a couple weeks after that, and hope to, hopefully they're not still going through that. Um, but at this time, when I'm recording this, there, there are several fires going on in Maui right now, and there's people's homes that were just destroyed, just gone. Um, I watched a documentary, like a little clip about it online, about the destruction that's going on. And, and you see people, you see people literally out, out in the ocean with their boats, watching their homes burn to the ground. You see people running and gather. They don't know. They don't know if it's really happening or if it's going to hit them or not, or if maybe go around them. They're not sure until last second. They're literally running out in the water because that's the only thing at that certain time that wasn't burning or wasn't engulfed in smoke. Um, and it's very sad. You know, you see, you see these things that happen around the world. You see the destruction and the wars and, and, and the fires and the earthquakes and the floods. And you see all of this stuff. And we sit here at our homes and no, there's not fires here. And no, there's not earthquakes here. And no, there's not a flood currently going on here or nothing like that. But yet you still feel the pain that they're going through. You still feel the misery that they're going through and you feel bad for them. And, and, you know, if we went through the situation, we would be feeling the emotion, the effect of the, of the situation as well, of whatever may be happening to us. And, you know, with mother nature and around us or whatever devastation that we may be going through, you know, all cultures experience sin. We are all waiting for our deliverance from the presence of sin in our world, just as they feel just as they feel what's going on in their life. You know, right now we feel what's going on, that what they're going through as well. We feel for them. And if we were going through it, we would feel it as well. It's just the same thing with sin. Everyone goes through sin. Everyone battles through sin. We're going to go ahead and read real quick Romans um, chapter 8, verse 22 and 23. And it says here, it says in verse 22, it says, For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. And verse 23 says, And not only they but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan with ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit the redemption of our body. See, we are called to preach the gospel to every creature because everyone who has ever been born, you see, they need redemption. See, we have been saved from the penalty of sin and are being saved from the power of sin, but until we are, until we are saved one day from the presence of sin, we are called to proclaim the gospel to everyone who will listen. We must share the good news. You see, it's estimated that people speak thousands of words a day. Trust me, some people probably speak more than that. Um, <laughs> for you know, a lot of people I know, a lot of friends of mine, including you know family members, uh huh, like to say that I'm always talking about something. I'm always talking. I I have the gift and the ability just to welcome and just talk to anybody, and it can be a good thing and a bad thing. Um, but they say that people speak thousands and thousands of words a day. Well, with the power of YouTube or whatever platform you're listening to me on now, you can rewind and, and hear the beginning of what I said. And then you can also fast forward and hear the ending of what I said. Um, they say that the, that the two things that we say the most are considered the most very, very important things. Usually when you talk to people, they don't remember anything you say except for these two things. 
they're generally remember only the, the first words that you say and also the last words that you say when you talk to somebody. It's just the first set of words and the last set of words. Um, hopefully that's not here. Hopefully you guys remember this whole thing. But you know, Jesus' final words to the church were extremely important. You see, they were so important that they were written down by each one of the writers of the gospel. They were also documented in the book of Acts. Though these final instructions were phrased differently in each passage, they all communicate to the same thought. I'm going to go ahead and uh, we're going to go to Luke 24, verses um, 46 and 47. Um, it starts off here in verse 46. It said, And said unto them, Thus it is written, And thus it behoved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. Verse 27, And that repentance of remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. Beginning at Jerusalem. Now I'm going to read some um, scriptures here. I'm not going to post them here. There's quite a few of them. Um, but I'll tell you what they are. So if you want to look them up, you're more than welcome to. See, Matthew wrote it, Matthew wrote it as, Go ye therefore and preach all nations, baptizing them. Matthew 28, verse 19. Mark also documented it as, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That was in Mark 16, 15. And John also stated it as, Receive ye the Holy Ghost, whosoever sins ye remit, they are remitted unto them. That was John 20, verse 22 through 23. In Acts we read, Ye shall be witnesses, witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and all Judea, and in Samaria, and into the uttermost part of the earth. Acts 1. Verse chapter one, verse eight. You see, each passage we clearly see that Jesus's message is very simple. We must receive the Holy Ghost, spread the gospel in Jerusalem, and take it to the other nations. See, we are called, guys. That's all of us. We are called to teach all nations. We are not discriminate, but yet we may feel a certain we may feel certain hearing about Jesus, or may feel that people may not want to hear what we have to say, or may feel that you know what they're they're not really understanding me, or they they don't want they don't want me to bother them. But let me tell you something. There is absolutely no one, no one who Jesus does not want us or have a desire for us to reach. The gospel spreads exactly as Jesus predicted. It says here that, you know, the first there were revival in Jerusalem, Acts chapter 2. It says in the Bible that there was a revival in Jerusalem. It also says in Acts chapter 8 that the Samaritans responded to the gospel. And then also the gospel reached the Gentiles in Acts chapter 10. Finally, Paul began his missionary journeys as he reached people everywhere he went including those who had only a partial understanding of who Jesus was. That was in Acts chapter 19. Understand, it is not our job to judge whether others are interested or not, but yet we must simply go and teach. Go tell the good news. Beyond teaching, Jesus also commanded his disciples to baptize believers in Jesus' name. Part of the reason John the Baptist was the forerunner of Jesus was so he, that he could help understand the importance of baptism. Before John the Baptist, baptism was considered by the Jews to be a ritual cleansing. There are no supernatural power in the act. It was just a religious tradition. See, but what happened is John the Baptist, though, did not baptize people out of ritual. He baptized people into repentance. He said to his followers at the time, he said that they should repent all the that they should repent of the way that they were living and commit to following the soon coming Messiah. See, throughout the book of Acts, we regularly see the apostles baptizing people in the name of Jesus. In fact, actually, Paul commanded Cornelius' house to even be baptized. It says here, and it says in Acts 10. Um, chapter 10, verse 48, And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. See, the apostles understood that baptism was not ceremonial. It was a part of entering into a new covenant with Jesus. See, when we were baptized in the name of Jesus, we are committing to follow after him and serve him with all our hearts. As a result, he washed our sins away. 
He washed our sins away. Amen for that. So you likely know, you see people who do not have the full revelation of the new birth experience. Perhaps you know someone, or maybe people today, that have been baptized in some other way, but were not baptized in for immersion in Jesus' name. I'm telling you here today, guys, you were called to reach those people. Do not be afraid to tell them the truth. Do not be afraid to share the good news. See, we're not responsible for the results. And this is very important that we understand this. We are not responsible for the results, but we are responsible to proclaim the gospel to everyone that we can. And I think this is also important to say here. I want, I want to make sure that we're clear on this, that you, are, you, may never even be a, you may never be a preacher who stands behind a pulpit. And I've said this before. But let me tell you, you are still called to preach the truth. And, and that's the thing. I think a lot of people, they don't understand. They don't understand that, okay, you don't have to be, yeah, hey, if you have a calling in your life to preach, you go right ahead. You follow that calling, calling. You let your pastor know. Allow him to guide you and lead you and, and show you the right direction as God gives him the direction to show you. And, and God will bless you as long as you follow your calling, as long as it's come from God. I'm not telling you not to preach behind a pulpit at all. What I'm trying to tell you, though, is you don't have to stand behind the pulpit to share the good news. You can share the good news anywhere as you go. Jesus didn't only preach in one section. He didn't only preach and share the good news only in one section. Come on, we, we need to open our voice and we can send, put it on social media, tell people over the phone, go visit people, talk to people. You know, we have nursing homes and jail ministries and all types of stuff. And you don't even need to get, go to those if you don't want to. Just open your mouth and talk to friends and family and those around you. But I think a lot of people are nervous. You know, they get insecure. Maybe I, what if I don't say it right? What if they start arguing with me? Look, here's what I tell people. You know, I'm not here to argue. I, I, and, and, and I tell them right away, look, I'm coming at you with peace and love. I'm just telling you the good news that Jesus came and he died on a cross for you and for me. And he rose again. We must, the, the death, burial, and resurrection is important in our life. Right? And we need to explain that to them, that this is the good news, and we need to let them understand that. But, but all I ask, guys, is just I want to encourage you here today to get a boldness about you and ask God to help you, to give you confidence in what you believe, confidence in what you know, and to share the good news with others around us. See, we have received the new birth, and we're likely feeling, some of you may feel a burning and a desire that you really just want to witness to people. You want to give Bible studies. You want to, you want to talk about it. You want to let them know about everything that's going on. Let them know how God is still here, how he's still large and in charge, and how he's blessed you in your life, and, and how, how he's blessed others around you, and how, how just to fill God fills that void that, that you've been searching for in your life. Do it. Don't let nothing hold you back. Don't let nothing hold you back. Just share the good news and let people know how amazing your God is. And I guarantee you, you'll be blessed for doing so. Guarantee you that you'll be blessed for doing so. I, I, think, I think it's important that we understand that. I think some people can be intimidated, right? They can be intimidated by, well, maybe I'm not, smarter as, I'm not as smart as this other person, or maybe the Bible just doesn't seem as clear to me as someone else, or the words are hard for me to understand, or... You know, where, where do I look up to find out what's true and what isn't true? Or what if they what if they judge me? What what if I mess up? What if I don't answer to their questions? Look, these are all things that I battle personally and, and that I went through personally. And you know, and I have to understand though that listen, I know what the good news is. Look, you're gonna have people that may try to argue with you. You're gonna have people that may try to trick you. You're gonna have people that may judge you. But you have to understand though that that you need to do your part that God has called us on this earth to do. 
you have a voice to be used. And that's a big thing here with this podcast and with other people that have podcasts. And, you know, we have the freedom to do this, the freedom to, to, to use our voice, to tell the good news, to encourage people. And, and that's the whole point of this Lex Talk podcast is I want people to know that, you know what, God is still alive and in charge and it's okay. Sometimes you may be going through rough times in your life, but keep your head up. God is here. Can't handle what you got. It's okay. Lay it at the feet of Jesus and let him take care of it. Let him take charge. Surrender to him. And I, and I just want to encourage you guys here today that you can do this. You can share the good news. You can you can preach the gospel to people out in the streets. You can preach the gospel to your family members, to your, to, to your closest friends. And you can let them know, look, I just want to let you know that Jesus loves you. I want to let you know the good news. And hopefully today I encourage you to do that. Hopefully today you guys enjoyed this. Um, as always, it's an honor to have you here at the Let's Talk podcast. And as always, we will always have an episode every Wednesday morning at 7 a.m. So if you could, hey, please share it. Get the word out. Let people know what's going on here at the Let's Talk podcast. And as we'll see you next Wednesday. Have a good week, guys. Bye-bye.